Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Happy Friday, my friends. This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 p.m., Excited to have you guys with us today. Coming up over the next four hours, we check in with a dear friend in Tampa Bay, Zach Blobner, on who exactly the Carolina Panthers hired as their next head coach. If you are a Carolina Panthers fan living in the upstate or in the Carolinas, you're going to love to hear that. Uh, We debuted a new segment a couple weeks ago. We decided to move it up on the schedule today uh, because of, you know, it was like later in the show a couple Fridays ago. I was out sick last Friday. Uh, As you might be able to hear in my voice, I'm still getting over it. Uh, The whole week, it's been like the crud three, Mark Ryan zero. But I'm telling you what, I'm getting one back. Slowly but surely, I am getting one back. We decided to move that up today. Hate mail, a peek into our lives as radio personalities and just kind of what we get, what we deal with. You know, it's kind of like letting you open our mail. Hate mail 340 today. We've got Brent Beard at 4 o'clock. The GOAT coach in the state of South Carolina, who is it, comes down to a battle of two at 420 p.m. We've got the top five at five. We've got Wise Guys Wisdom, where we make our picks in the conference championship games. And we have you here on the most interactive sports radio show. Any guys, uh, here we go. AFC championship game, NFC championship game. Which one is more compelling? Um, I'm going to be real with you. Okay. Uh, I believe the networks got this one, right? And I was surprised when I saw this earlier this week. Okay, like I was surprised at this. The primetime viewing for Sunday, okay, it's always like Sunday, late afternoon, early evening. We have this debate on the show sometimes, right? When does afternoon end and evening begin? I think we've centered on 6 o'clock p.m., right? 6 o'clock p.m. is the beginning of evening. So that is the highest rated time that you could put any show for the week you know they do this too in social media like you can study when is the best time to post content so it will be exposed to the greatest number of people uh if you're looking for a little tip there and you're a content creator 
Uh, they say that, that Thursday early afternoon is kind of like a money time slot. Thursday early afternoon. Friday, everybody's distracted. Thursday, 2, 3 o'clock, you're kind of money with that content post. But for, for television purposes, it's Sunday late afternoon touch of evening. So you know that the NFL is going to put what it believes to be its marquee game in that slot. And it's funny to me. I mean, I thought about this because there's been years where it's obvious we have one unbelievable game and one kind of stinker that's supposed to be a blowout. Maybe there's a double-digit spread. This year, not the case. And as a matter of fact, this year, um, the networks and the NFL are putting the game with the larger spread. So the game that's supposed to be less close, they're putting it in the primetime slot. And they're doing that for one reason. It's the Detroit Lions. It's the Detroit Lions. And the fact that this fearsome creature in the jungle, king of the jungle, um, is viewed by us as these really lovable teddy bears. And so it's fascinating to me. Diesel, if I said to you, Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, 49ers, how it, you got that, that one 6.30 p.m. slot, your biggest, the game that you think is going to get the biggest rating goes right there. Do you go Chiefs, Ravens? Do you go Lions, 49ers? It's not an easy call. I actually think they got it right. Chiefs, Ravens is at three. Lions, 49ers is at 6.30. They're giving the Lions the marquee. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I would go the opposite. I, I think you know, Chiefs, Ravens. You have the two of the preeminent brands in the NFL going at each other. Uh, you've got two of the preeminent quarterbacks going at each other. You've got the Le- Lamar Jackson storyline of you know, is he a one-trick pony? Can he win multiple games in the playoffs? Uh, you have the Taylor Swift connection. She'll be at the game. I'm sure of it. So uh, to me, I think they got it wrong. Oh, I don't. I don't. I I actually believe, you know, we know the Ravens. The Ravens are the same team every year. The Chiefs have been here before. The Lions are the new story. Last year, we got to see San Francisco, and Brock Purdy tore his UCL in the NFC Championship game. And so it was kind of like a dud, right? Like in the second quarter, everyone knows, okay, Philadelphia is going to win. They don't even have another guy they can play. He was their third-string quarterback at this point. So the, I, I disagree because the NFL is giving us what's new, right? What's new? Lions, new and fresh. 49ers, new and fresh. And now, hopefully, Debo Samuel healthy, knock on wood. We're going to get a fresh new matchup with the Lions having a chance to go to the Super Bowl. We didn't get the total sweetheart matchup. Didn't get the total sweetheart matchup. Okay, um, of of Bills Lions, that would have been the matchup that captured the heart of America. You know, like our hearts bleed for both of these teams and what their fan bases have been through. And it would have been awesome to know, guaranteed, one of these guys is going to be your winner. Right? Would have been incredible. We didn't get that, but what we did get uh, is really an incredible day of football and what we did get is two really fascinating matchups 
You know, I believe, guys, one of the things that college football has over the NFL, especially now, okay, uh, and I don't particularly like this, okay, but to a degree, let's even rewind 10 years ago before the transfer portal had dug its filthy paws into the silky draws of college football, okay? Let's go back 10 years. There was this element of surprise for what your team was going to be every year. You know, for all of us, every single year, it's like, oh, man, what's our team going to be? And then once you think you have a feel for what your team is going to be in college football, they have a game where they play way above that. They have a game where they play way below that level. And so you never really know who your team is, and every single year it's a totally new iteration. More so now with the transfer portal, NIL, than it's ever been before. But in the National Football League, guys, I would tell you, these are largely the same teams every year. Ravens, same team every year. Sound, fundamentally sound defense. Roquan Smith leading the way. Um, Fearsome pass rush. Well-coached discipline. Lamar Jackson making life difficult. Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Maybe they have a number one wide receiver. Maybe they don't. Maybe it has to be Travis Kelsey. But it's largely the same team every year. I think the NFL is making the right call here because the Lions and San Francisco 49ers has that college football feel to it. Opening up Forrest Gump's box of chocolates, man. You have no idea what you're going to get here. Should the 49ers win? Perhaps they should. Will the 49ers win? Brother, that's why we play the games. And it's not a whole city that Detroit has behind it. It's a whole country. It's a whole country that is transfixed, fascinated by their story. By their story of a head coach who was called a meathead and was overlooked. And man, does, does, can this guy put it all together, right? Or is he just, you know, a run-through-the-wall kind of coach? Oh, he, he's really smart, Dan Campbell. Jared Goff, oh, he's broken. He'll never be the same. You know, he's a ruined quarterback. He's got baggage. Oh, oh, well, now he's just consistently really, really good. And have you seen the dudes on Detroit? The dudes? Jameer Gibbs, etc. I mean, have, have you seen the dudes on this team? Elite tight end play? Solid wide receiver play? Explosive running back play? I'm telling you, Detroit has dudes. And, you know, before, the Lions had to beat you earlier in their existence with less talent. They had to be the little engine that could. There has been a transformation, right, where the student has become the teacher where they've gone from geek to chic. And man, let me tell you, it is awesome to see. It is incredible to see. And I can't wait to, uh, to watch as this, uh, as this unfolds. I can't wait to watch this thing unfold this weekend. By the way, 49ers, 74.1% chance to beat the Detroit Lions, I say. So you're saying there's a chance. Favored by 7.5 points. Baltimore favored by four over Kansas City. Baltimore, just a 63.6% chance to win. Maybe some helmet scouting, slight helmet scouting going in the way, going the direction of Kansas City in this particular game. No doubt about it for me, 
Lamar Jackson needs this to validate the MVP award that he is about to win. He is about to become the 10th multiple-time winner of the most valuable award, most valuable player trophy. And And believe you me when I tell you this, anyone who voted for that award and voted for Lamar Jackson is praying that Lamar wins this game because a win validates the award. Okay, he made it to the Super Bowl. I guess he was really valuable. A loss totally invalidates the award. What are we doing with this award exactly? Like, why, why are we awarding it in the regular season when the, our supposed winner on the best team, on the number one seed, can't even make it to the Super Bowl? What is going on here? 53% of Super Bowl winners are the number one seed. And I think the other thing that makes these games super compelling is that, folks, here's the reality. Because everything is relative, I don't think a lot of us take the time to put this into context. There wasn't a great team in the NFL this year. The 49ers are your number one seed in the NFC. Their record is 12-5. and five. The Cowboys were your two seed. Their record was 12-5. and five. Number one seed in the entirety of the NFL. The Ravens in their record, 13-4. and 13-4. and four. How about that? The Ravens have losses to the mediocre Colts. They have two losses to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have a loss to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's they have losses to kind of the face of mediocrity in the National Football League this year. And let me tell you, brother, like I am so I, I just I think the parody in this sport, the fact that there are no truly great teams this year makes these results totally unpredictable and a ton of fun. Let's hear from Kyle Shanahan right here, who believes that Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, an argument could be made that both are deserving of most valuable player. That's what they deserve, the way they played all year, the way they played last year. Um, I mean, both of them at their positions, as good as anybody at quarterback and running back I've been around. Also watched football for a long time, and um, there's a lot of good players in this league. So it sucks that one person's got to get all those awards, but those guys are right there with those other guys. Did you hear the hate from uh, Skip Bayless to Jared Goff? Well, Jared has a message for emphasis on Skip. Hey, does, uh, does bulletin board material matter to you guys at all? Uh, it depends what it is. What, what do you got? Skip Bayless, after your game, tweeted out the following. No, I don't care about anything he says. You can stop now. <laughs> that's, that's not... I love it. No, yeah. no oxygen. No oxygen. Yeah, no. It, 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 anything those guys say on daytime TV, you can, you can skip over that. <laughs> You can skip over that. Do you see what he did there? Getting to the hate mail segment just a wee bit early. There you go. Uh, Let's see here. John Harbaugh has some thoughts on his brother getting the Chargers job. Is there going to be some hostility at the Harbaugh Thanksgiving dinner table? I have. have, uh, And uh, my thoughts are we play next year. 
So uh, we're looking forward to uh, all of it. You know, I'm just very happy for him, proud of him, excited for him, excited for his family. Uh, he, I, I heard my, my mom and dad told me that he called back in the evening and he found out that uh, all of his kids, starting with Addie and Katie, had their bags packed already. They're ready to go. So they're excited too. So it's going to be great. He's well-deserved. And uh, I'll say this, the Chargers just got themselves one great coach. They, they play next year. And now they're AFC competitors. I, I don't think it's a tough sell Let's to your kids how- after uh, several years of Ann Arbor, Michigan winters to say, hey, kids, you want to go to San Diego or you want to go to Los <laughs> Angeles? Yeah, I do. Come on, Dad. Let's go. Would you rather be, Diesel, scalding hot weather or freezing cold weather? That's – by scalding hot, you mean you mean Texas summertime weather? Like 100, hundreds, 110. 110. 110 or cold. 110? Oh, man. 110 or 10. 110 or 10. God, both both suck. And somehow Texas gets it both. Hurts. I don't I don't know how Texas gets both of those things. Um, ooh, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the 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 10. Honestly, I'm gonna say the 10. I'm gonna be real with you. you I don't like ten. being that brutal hot where I, I refuse to want to go outside. You can always yeah, put the, clothes the, on, you can't take any more off. <laughs> well, in some places, Diesel, in some places that's true. Um, I would say uh, I'd agree with you. Like the 10 doesn't bother me as much as the 110, you know? Um, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about my constitution. It doesn't bother me and as bad. I'm going to teach you something here, Mark. Case, my friend. As somebody who lived yeah. in a cold weather place for five years, half a decade, you learn and you get really good at dressing for cold weather and you buy the right clothing – and you can stay nice and warm without having to wear a ton of clothing. Like the good stuff, the good stuff will keep you warm in a relatively thin jacket. You don't have to be the little brother from a Christmas story who, I can't put my arms down. Like you don't have to wear that garbage <laughs> in weather that cold. That's true. Most certainly true. Hey, what do you say? We give you an update. Uh, on Carolina's new head coaching hire. But before we get to that, let's get to a couple of your texts. Mark, for the last 135 years, Gamecock fans have known their football team will suck. They always know what to expect. And they always spend the offseason deluding themselves into believing the opposite. Cool. Does that have something to do with what we were talking about? I'm trying to figure out if it does. Uh, AFC or NFC championship game. I remember when Barkley and Malone won MVP awards. Um, and when Jordan trounced them in the finals, we knew who the real MVP was. All right, Zach Blobner next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Up State. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know what, guys? Um, Look, we've seen the quote. The quote is now out again that uh, both Dan Morgan and... Dave Canales will be reporting directly to Dave Tepper. Uh, and that's why he ha- that's because he has a Tepper tantrum if that doesn't happen, if he doesn't get his way. And so I am left to draw no conclusion other than these were the only guys who would sign on to that. You know, Canales and Morgan, these are the only guys that would sign on to having to report back to Daddy for every single thing they do. It's not a knock on them. Okay, I might do the same if I have a chance to be an NFL GM or an NFL head coach. But you're obviously not going to get the, your first choice doing that. You're not going to get Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick doing that, right? You're going to get a new guy who's just clamoring to be a head coach and is willing to jump and beg and for any opportunity that comes his way. And that's who the Carolina Panthers got as their next head coach. Well, joining us right now, is somebody who's gotten to know Dave Canales over the last year as an offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Bucs are my favorite team. Just let's, let's keep that on the DL, okay? I realize we're in Carolina Panthers country. Zach Blobner is the host of JNZWDAE, my former sports talk station, and he joins us right now on the show. All right, Zach, I got to be honest with you, buddy. Um, Dave Canales was not in anyone's top 10 when this process began to find the Panthers' next head coach. You might tell us the Panthers did well. Where do you come out on the Carolina selection? Well, I think the verbiage that I would use wouldn't be good or bad. It would be early. Um, and that's how many of us felt in Tampa Bay, that Dave Canales is a year, maybe two away from being a legitimate head coaching candidate. That being said, similar to what you just described in terms of David Tepper and him not getting maybe the top 10 guys on his list, it was the same situation a year ago for the Bucks. looking at offensive coordinators. They weren't able to get the top 10 guys on their list, and that's how they ended up with Dave Canales, who just blew him away in the interview process. And despite maybe not being, quote-unquote, ready to be a first-time play caller and offensive coordinator in the league, he fills that void with a great culture fit, great energy, and a great leader of men. Um, so it, it's something he's not afraid of, but yeah, I think they're probably a little early. And one of the things I leaned on is it's better to be early than to miss altogether. Uh, Peter Schrager had a great point. He spoke with people within the Rams organization that said that they felt they were a year or two early on Sean McVay, but didn't want to kick themselves 
on missing out on him just because they were going to be quote unquote early to get him. So I'm not saying that Dave Canales is the next Sean McVay, but again, I think it's better to be early uh, than to miss out altogether, but you're not wrong. I mean, you know, you go down the list and that's probably why Dave ended up in Carolina. Zach Blobner joins us here on the show. Zach, how would you feel if your team hired Dave Canales? As the head coach, uh, I would probably say that, you know, they they weren't able to get their first few candidates. I I would be very – I don't want to say pessimistic. I'd be very concerned. I would be. Um, And, and look, Dave's a great guy. I hope he does well. But, you know, full heart of hearts, it's tough for me to sit here and say that he's going to be a home run hire, that you're going to feel confident that in year one he's going to, you know, be a great head coach. Or even year two – and it's, it's the not-for-long league. So if you're unable to show success in the first season or two, especially under David Tepper, I don't know if you're going to last. And I, I wouldn't be super optimistic that Dave's going to come out of the gates and, and be able to win games uh, quickly uh, or even in year two, honestly, looking ahead. But, you know, he will believe full-heartedly that he can, and, and that's one of the great things about Dave is his optimism, his energy. Uh, it is something that he oozes regardless of the situation. Zach Blobner joining us, my former station, uh, 620-WDAE. You guys don't call it 620-WDA anymore, Zach. What do you call it? 95.3-WDAE, right? It's all about the FM, baby. Uh, even though the 620 That's signal right. still goes stronger than anything, you know, we for sales purposes, <laughs> everyone loves a good FM. That's it, man. That, that station is a hoss. So, yeah, I mean, we got a texter right now, Zach, who's saying, Mark, this was a great hire. He took Baker Mayfield and turned him into a 4,000-yard passer who led the playoffs in yards. Um, Texter, you didn't spew. Like, the first statement is your opinion. 4,000-yard passer is a fact, okay? Led the playoffs in yards. Okay. Two-game sample. Congratulations. Um, You know, you got your 11th choice as head coach, probably. Um, and you got a guy who no other team was going to offer their head job. The worst job in the NFL got their 11th choice to be head coach. And that's not to say he couldn't work out. He might work out. But, you know, this shows you the fact that you had to hire a first-year offensive coordinator shows you the reputation that Dave Tepper has, Tepper Tantrum, throughout the uh, National Football League. On that note, Zach, you know, you touched on a word, and I'm going to give you a phrase, culture builder. And I, it amazes me. We've so, we focus so much on offense or defense. Seven coaches are fired every year in the NFL, this year eight. 69 new head coaches the last 10 years. 46 of the 69 are on the offensive side of the ball. I want an offensive head coach. It's as empty an argument, Zach, as when people say, I want a left tackle in the draft. Yeah, but what if that's not the best player available when you pick? What if it's a bad left tackle? I want a left tackle. I want an offensive head coach. With that said, yeah, I, I found, Zach, that the best coaches, you don't think about what side of the ball they're on. John Harbaugh, see, an offensive coach or a def- defensive coach? No idea. Jim Harbaugh, offensive or defensive? No idea. What they are are culture builders. Raheem Morris was the guy I wanted. The word I keep hearing with him, culture builder. What can you tell us about Dave Canales in that regard? He is a great culture builder. Um, the one thing I said back in training camp here in Tampa Bay was, I don't know if this guy's going to be any good, but he's one of the best culture fits I've ever seen on a National Football League 
team. Um, and, and listen, he's going to win the opening press conference. Y'all are going to think that he, sound, he answers all the questions right. He's awesome. He's going to win you over at training camp. You know, I just don't know if he's going to win games with the Panthers. And I, I will say I think Bryce Young is going to love him. I think the players are going to buy into his, his energy and his enthusiasm. Culturally speaking, he's awesome. And I think that's why, you know, he's at least getting this opportunity. Obviously, there's other factors that we kind of went over together here. But in terms of why he's even on the list at all, regardless of where he's at, is because of his ability to be a leader of men and be a good culture. And, you know, look, the, the best leaders make – players believe in themselves right it's one thing to believe in in the guy that's at the front of the bus but Dave does a great job just like with Baker Mayfield and and had a big hand in what Geno Smith did two two years ago with Seattle they got to the postseason then he makes these guys buy into themselves and believe that they can be great and that's an area where I, I think he will excel I think that's an area where he will help Bryce Young again quarterback most important position in football um you know I I think it almost helps him that he'll not have to just focus on play calling because he had a lot of warts in his game as an OC last year in play calling. He, you know, it's his first year doing it, but it wasn't all rainbow and sunshine. And he certainly had a long way to go. Uh, he, he stayed balanced, but the rushing attack never really came on. They were still dead last. But he got Baker, he got these guys to buy into him, buy into what he was selling. And that's something he does really, really well. So in terms of being a culture fit and building a culture, that's an area where I am confident he will be really good with Carolina. Zach Blobner, 95.3 WDAE, joins us on the show. Uh, Zach, obviously it it makes things a lot easier to build a culture when you have Tom Brady on your roster for a couple seasons and he takes you to a Super Bowl. But can you go through some of the things that that, um, Joel Glazer has done well as an owner that have really helped the culture and kept the culture as strong as as ever there in Tampa? I mean – Tampa went through a very, very long time where there was no culture, and now there's a great culture. So what what is Glazer doing correctly that maybe uh, Dave Tepper could learn a few things from? Yeah, and I think there's a few things. Uh, I know one of the things that they speak really highly about here in Tampa Bay in terms of ownership is that they make it a point from the top down to get these guys their incentives, right? So like if you get down to the last game or two of the season, and a receiver's three catches off of an extra payday, they're going to make sure that guy gets the ball. So they're not afraid to pay their players incentives and help them reach them, especially late in the year. Uh, that's something that, you know, look, everybody loves money. So that goes a long way with these guys. Another thing that is really effective here in Tampa Bay that bleeds over from the Tom Brady era into this current one under Baker and whatever else next season will bring is that they're all on the same page from top to bottom. Um, you look at different organizations, not just in the NFL, but across pro sports, and you're like, well, the owner's working on one level, think, and then the head coach and the GM are in different places, and then the players are trying to figure it all out. Like the Glazers are locked step in with the head coach, in this case, Todd Bowles, the GM, Jason Light, and it just makes it easy for the players to be on the same page, too, when everybody's moving in one direction. So they don't wobble in that regard. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure that's what Tepper wants to do, which is probably why he has – uh, his head coach and GM reporting directly to him. But obviously that's something that could also create friction and work oppositely. So we'll see how that goes. I heard you joking about it earlier. I, I don't know how much that's going to help this team. But, uh, yeah, being on the same page is a big part of it. Zach Blobner, 95.3 WDAE, joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. Zach, to what degree do you attribute – um, Baker Mayfield's rehabilitation 
to Dave Canales, especially when you factor in that I don't know if I've ever seen a bigger rise to fame in a single year, considering that I think Baker Mayfield may have been a year from being out of the league to now I'm seeing salary figures of 40 to 45 mil per. And when I saw what Daniel Jones got last year, I can't argue against it. Um, your, your take on the Baker resurrection and the Canales impact on that. Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, you got to credit the guy that's doing it right. So, so Baker is certainly the biggest factor behind his resurgence. Um, but I think after that directly, it is Dave Canales. And again, it's not because Dave all of a sudden opened up Baker's mind to the playbook and, and how to be a great quarterback, but he got Baker to believe in himself again. And one of the things he really preached was protecting the football and not self-inflicting wounds uh, by turning it over, by throwing interceptions, by fumbling it, something that has held back Baker in his career in different places at different times. Um, so, yeah, I give Dave, uh, you know, outside of Baker himself, as much if not more credit than any other person or any other factor involved. Uh, I think Mike Evans probably gets a piece of that pie too, right, when you have a future Hall of Fame receiver there in number 13. He helps a lot. Uh, but those are probably the three biggest factors I would attribute is, is Baker himself kind of just doing the job, Mike being a stud receiver, and then Dave Canales right there in the mix, probably the second biggest reason behind Baker himself as to why Mayfield was able to look so good this year and just really approach things in a way uh, that were mature, that were professional. Um, it was really refreshing to be around Baker based on the stories we had heard of him and how he is since he got into the league and knowing what he did, you know, in, in terms of that bravado and swagger at Oklahoma. He seemed like a very pro-grown adult. And again, I think he takes the most credit for that. But Dave Canales had a big hand in that, too. Uh, Zach Blobner joining us here on Offsides, the fan upstate. You know, for, for most of us, uh, we're looking at what this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team did uh i remember i think it was seven out of nine they lost in the middle of the year and uh, todd bowles was on everyone's hot seat now he's on everyone's coach of the year candidates list and is the feeling in tampa bay i mean i hate the phrase zach house money i hate that you never you're never guaranteed to be back you should always play like it's your last game uh that said is the feeling that they achieve their potential this year what's the next step for this team yes uh, that they not only achieved, you know, the, the max of their potential, but then broke through and, and went beyond it. I think the ceiling for even the most optimistic Bucks fans were to win the division and then, you know, lose in the first round, hopefully be a close game. Well, they won in the first round, and they almost won in the second round. It was a close game. It was a one-score loss. So they exceeded expectations, uh, but then the bar raises, right? Like, fair or unfair, now next year it'll be like, can they go further? Can they – you know, maybe host two playoff games. Can they win two playoff games to get to the NFC Championship? So I'm with you. I think the house money idea is something that's old, archaic. We can throw it out, right? Like, you never know. Look at the Eagles, right? They were in the Super Bowl last year, and now yes. they're trying to find new coordinators to get further in the dance next year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think expectations are certainly going to rise next season and make Todd's uh, job harder because we're going to be looking for him to do more. Fan-wise, though, it's still pretty split. I mean, there's still fans, despite this season, that think that the Bucks should turn the page from Todd Bowles, that, you know, he's exceeded expectations. Well, we're never going to see him do that again. We were lucky to see it for one year, let alone to expect it in another season. Uh, fans are still pretty split. So even with all the success, I, I, I think Todd Bowles could very well be on the hot seat again next year, maybe not midseason. The Glazers don't fire coaches mid-year like Tepper does. 
But uh, in terms of if they had a down year next season and didn't make the postseason and took a step back, you know, they might be looking for a new head coach in, in 2025. Zach Blobner joining us here on the show as we discuss Dave Canales, the former Bucks OC, now the coach of the Carolina Panthers. What is the feeling about Bryce Young generally? Is the feeling that uh, he's a bust, Zach, or is the feeling that you can't judge him in any way, shape, or form because of the mess around him? Yeah, bluntly, it's that he's a bust, that he sucks, that they made the wrong pick. Uh, here wow. in Tampa Bay, like 100% of the fans are thinking that it was an awful pick, that the future's mortgaged. And it's one of the reasons why many fans don't think Dave Canales is going to have success in Carolina, the two big things are Tepper and the way he does things as an owner, and then the fact that you're handcuffed to Bryce Young, and you you know that that's that's going to sink Dave Canales uh, as a head coach in his first opportunity with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, it's I I, I don't necessarily know if I share those sentiments. I, I think he got a bad rack in terms of having you know the head coaching staff fired in the middle of the way. His best receivers, Adam Thielen in his mid 30s, um, Miles Sanders, I wasn't a big believer in is the big back brought in in free agency and, you know, an offensive line that, that could use a little work. So I'm not out on Bryce personally. Uh, I think it's pretty clear to say that like Stroud would have been the smarter pick, but that doesn't mean that Bryce Young still can't be a legitimate franchise quarterback. Uh, and again, that's why you bring in a guy like Dave Canales. You're hoping that he can whisper confidence back into Bryce and that that turns into success on the field. There you go. You heard it right from him himself. I appreciate the candor. I'm frankly, um, Zach, I know you as a guy who shoots straight, and that's one of the reasons I love having you on. But I'm, I, I'm, I find it refreshing that you too say, even with Tampa Bay success, yeah, that's not the guy I would have, I would have hired uh, just because he's so green. Doesn't mean it can't, might not work. Could work, but he's just so green. It's just, it's surprising to me that you had they hired the guy that would take any NFL job. Uh, Zach, truly do appreciate the time, my man. Very, very happy for your success and wish you nothing but more of it here in 2024, all right? Likewise, brother. Keep kicking ass. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Zach Blobner, 95.3 WDAE, my former station uh, in Florida, with some, with some insight. And gosh, you know, Diesel, I, I thought there was a lot of good stuff there to like pull or podcast. And then I felt like the bomb was at the end. It was like, no, everyone in Tampa feels Bryce Young's a total bust. What? Like, like everyone is feeling that way. I don't feel that way. I feel like a mistake was made not taking C.J. Stroud. But I'm not judging Bryce Young for what I saw last year. Okay? Like, I, I, I think if C.J. Stroud had played in that system with that team – no one would be saying C.J. Stroud is some superstar. You'd be saying, oh, man, I really like a lot of what I see. Maybe they finished 5-12 and 12 or 6-11, and 11, and you'd be saying, I really like what I see. Carolina got the quarterback right, but it's, the team stinks. It's too early to say he's a star. I mean, that's, that's the best C.J. Stroud would have done. The, folks in Tampa know he's a bust. Really. You know that for sure. Confident. Really. All right, my friends. It is time for hate mail. We let you peer behind the curtain in our lives. What we get day in and day out, week in and week out. <laughs> hate mail is coming your way next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate.
It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Great to have you guys with us. Texter says you were talking about how college football fans before the portal would have to guess what their teams would look like on a yearly basis. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying now. Thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, jogging my memory on that. So, guys, every single week, and this is one of the fun things about our, our job. I mean, I choose to look at it like it's fun, okay? Um, we get a level of hate on the regular. Um, that would cause a very high level of stress for you. Promise you. Okay? Like it would, it would kind of blow your mind. And you'd be stressed out and you'd be saying, I'm not used to having all these people mad at me. And then what happened to me very quickly, and it told me I was in the right business, is that like I began to kind of relish the hate. You know, uh, I realized that they don't hate nobodies. And I began to really kind of embrace the role to certain fan bases of villain. Sports needs villains. Tiger Woods is a villain in sports to me. Bad guy, everyone roots for him. He's a villain. So for me and on, on my end, um, I like to bring you guys into it. You remember the whole Tyler and Spartanburg thing? Would you believe I spoke to Tyler? I said, Tyler, would you like to come on the show? And he said, man, I just want to get back to my normal life. I'm sorry, Mark. I appreciate the offer, but... I just want to get back to my normal life, man. This is crazy. And I said, Tyler, what you went through, I go through at least once a month. He said, dude, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I can't imagine how you deal with that. Well, we bring you in to what is our daily life with a little ditty we call hate mail. All right? So here you go. We share with you some of the hate mail we receive over the course of the week. We pull text messages. We pull Facebook messages, YouTube messages, Twitter messages. Okay, if a, if a hater aid phone call came in, I'm sure we could pull that as well. But uh, so I have a, a graphic up today, and I'm calling this graphic paternity tests. Okay, and I say the paternity tests are in. The results are here. Who's your daddy? And I've got daddy and son relationships in sports. Kansas City is the daddy of the Buffalo Bills, 3-0 against them in the postseason. Clemson is the daddy of South Carolina. Have beaten them on the gridiron eight times in nine tries. Alabama's the daddy over Auburn. Jordan is the daddy over LeBron. The, the best basketball player spot just isn't available. Like, it's not available to anybody. Doesn't matter what you do, it's Jordan. And then the American League is the daddy over the National League. Do you know that the National League could win 100 games in a row against the American League? and the American League would still be ahead of them in um, wins, right? If the National League won 100 interleague games in a row, the AL would still be in front of them. So, so I, I posted this graphic today, and I've got Bruin Nation Barbecue, who has replaced Clemson with Brad Crawford and replaced South Carolina with my face, and he says, I fixed it for you. So he has me being the son <laughs> and Brad Crawford being the daddy. That's kind of, it's kind of fun. Another Gamecock posts the graphic and says, rent-free, as in, like, they're living rent-free in my mind. No, I just, I have fun. I, I have fun poking the bear sometimes. It, it's a good time. Raging Beamer says, every time I realize Mark Ryan is a grown-ass man, his posts get even more terrible. Sir, 
you responded to this post. So how bad is it exactly? How bad is the post when you, sir, are responding to it, right? How, why is it so bad? It doesn't, it doesn't seem bad to me. Diesel, I also know that you have not been immune to hate this week. You yeah. have received some hate from the offsiders in the land. Yeah, I got some yesterday at, t- at the tail end of the show. It was a flippant comment, and uh, <laughs> we were talking about the South Carolina upset win over Kentucky. Fantastic win. We had spent a, a large portion of that segment being very complimentary about South Carolina basketball, about the unselfish way they're playing this year, about the job that the uh, the head coach has done since coming in two years ago, Lamont Paris, and really changing the culture, at least this year, of the basketball team and program. And so, you know, I just thought, hey, let's throw something out there. Technically, the game's not over yet. There's 4.8 seconds left on the clock. You know, with 4.8 seconds to go, John Calipari pulled his team off the court. I don't know where you're from, Mark, but that means the game's not over yet. And just, just, <laughs> and how many times have we seen when fee- when fans rush the field, they say, "Oh, no, everybody, we got to get you off the field. We got to get off the field. We got to finish the last ten seconds of the game, or twenty seconds of the game, or whatever it is." So in my mind, the game's not over yet, and you can't tell Gamecock fans that they can't be objective. I mean, like objectively. The game is not over yet. They didn't they didn't finish the game in the proper way. So by putting that out there and even even in the post saying this is facetious, okay? I'm just joking with you guys. I'm just joshing you. I'm just pulling your leg a little bit. I got Gamecock fans just up in their minds about this. Uh, Bryant Briggs says clickbait central, meaning you guys are just trying to get our goats. John Knox says that we're pathetic, Mark. I didn't know if you realized this. I didn't think pathetic people had their own radio shows five days a week <laughs> and, ha- and are reaching 100,000 downloads a year. Uh, a guy named Todd posted a GIF of, of uh, looks like a radar. It says this is an idiot alert. So he's calling us dumb. He's calling us slow coaches. And uh, Kenny Childers thinks that we're smoking crack. He says, man, put the crack pipe down. Calipari pulled his team off the court. With 4.8 seconds left, they surrendered. So his his argument to me, which was there's still 4.8 seconds on the clock, you didn't finish the game, was, yeah, they pulled the team off the court with 4.8 seconds to go. I'm like, you can't argue my point against my point and use my point against me. You can't argue the same thing and claim <laughs> that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> so, you know, it's like it's it's there's there's a fine line between trolling and just being able to have fun with the absurdities of fandom. And I think that's what we do here, Mark, is we try to have fun with the absurdity of the fans who just who just really, really, really get emotional over things they shouldn't. Diesel, I'm so glad you mentioned that because, in my opinion, anyone who would stoop to calling you a name for that post doesn't understand what the word facetiously means, okay? You had the word facetiously in there. That means you're joking, right? Means you, you're joking. They should actually win, but come on, at least finish the game. Anyone who would call you names for that doesn't even know what the word means, and therefore they don't even know what they're responding yeah. to. Not one okay. single Gamecock fan was like, you know what? You're right. We never finished the game. Not one. Not one can objectively say the game technically did not end.
So uh, one, a couple other really quick things here. Um, guys, I posted that congrats to the, on the win to the Gamecocks. Um, however, you know, Kentucky wouldn't rush the floor if they beat you. And Alan Watford said, dip bleeps like me predicted this team to finish last in the SEC. And I said, please show me where I predicted the Gamecocks to finish last. That never happened. Don and Kim said, you're such a little whiny bee. Okay. Says the guy uh, who's he, got a joint Facebook account with his wife. Yeah. Oof. Then Chase says, shut the bleep up fat ass. Mix in a salad every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that under 200 pounds was now a fat ass. I, I think you need to screenshot that. these and put these out every now and again. Are you really this stupid, low country man said? You can't stay in your orange lane, can you? What a moron. <laughs> you got it. You just got to have fun with this at some point, right? I think you got to have fun with it. All right, my friends. Look, there's more where that came from. There is hate mail every single bloody week. And we've got Brent Beard coming your way next here on Offsides, the fan of state. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.